We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Esther, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. to another edition of Sports Daily. Jake Baldrock, Tommy Castor in the aftermath of a fantastic round one of the Sunflower Showdown this season. K-State takes down the Jayhawks in overtime. Spend a lot of time with that today, including the thoughts from the voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, for our weekly visit. Good timing there. Next hour, we will have Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, coming up, get a state of shocker athletics and see how things are going from his perspective there. We'll have a giveaway. We'll give away some hockey tickets and iced tea today. So stay tuned for your opportunity to win that. 869-1240 is always the number to call here on Sports Daily. Jad Chambers producing. I'm Jacob Albrock. Tommy Castor joins us. Tommy, uh, catch your breath a little bit. We we thought tight. It was as tight as it could be. Went to overtime one-point game. Yeah, here we go. All the reactions from Sunflower Showdown last night. We talked about it yesterday that uh, we, I think we both thought it was going to be a one-possession game down yep. to the wire. That's exactly what we got. One of, if not the best game of the season so far, I would say in college basketball as a whole. Um, High-level, quality matchup. Uh, and, you know, it was just exciting to watch from start to finish. It, it was great. And, you know, there were a lot of fouls called. Um, it's interesting because I, I hate when a lot of fouls are called, and there were a lot of fouls called, right? Just a gobs of free throws. 67 free throws in the game. It was even. They basically made the same amount, so it didn't factor in a whole lot as far as that goes. But it was one it was unique for me, Tommy, because I do I normally hate fouls called, but I didn't think they were calling bad fouls. They were consistently 
calling fouls. I wish they would have been a little looser with the whistle, but they were consistent with it. And most of the time, it was like, yeah, there was contact there. I, I like to see them let them be a little bit more physical, but it's almost like they they sort of opened Pandora's box and couldn't go back as both teams began to attack the same way and try to do the same thing. I thought we were just kind of stuck in the you know in the strategy of that game because early it wasn't going that way. And then all of a sudden, both coaches decide to attack and try to get to the line, and it was kind of like, well, we're stuck here now. Well, and you know that's going to be the strategy from both of those coaches, right? When you know you're going to get a whistle, then continue to be aggressive uh, at the rim and, and try to get a foul call, and both teams were getting a lot of the foul calls. I did think that there were several fouls early in the game that weren't, that weren't right. related to being aggressive at the rim that shouldn't have been called. Keontae Johnson had two foul calls that were egregiously bad. Uh, Kevin McCuller had a couple of fouls that were bad. Um, so th- there were there were some not great calls in that game on both sides. But I'm I'm kind of with you. Like I I you know obviously I'm a KU guy, uh, but I I leave that game and I don't have an issue overall with the fouls other than just the sheer number of them. Like right. I didn't think that either team. Uh, there was a big disparity between the foul calls. It was pretty even. It just was. It was a lot of fouls. And and I think if you got an honest opinion and answer from the officials, if they had a chance to do it over again, knowing now that the game was ultimately going to play out that way, and, and the style of play both coaches would go after late in the game, I'm sure they would have said, "Let's probably have a little tighter whistle on this because this is going to be a physical game." It didn't start that way. You know, it ended that way. Uh, so it's fine. I, you know, I don't like, nobody likes a game to be called that way. Almost, it was what, three plus hours for a college basketball game. That that's not good, but I I think it was circumstantial if anything, and it was evenly, uh, distributed. So it really didn't impact to me other than KU fouling out three key players. I mean, that was, that was the point when they went into overtime, Without K.J. Adams, I thought KU was in big trouble. Like, big trouble. They also didn't have McCuller, but he wasn't playing well anyway. And then they lose Dick in overtime and everything else. I I just, I thought when that game got to overtime, K-State had the real advantage because K.J. Adams was off the floor. Um, what a coaching job, I think, by Jerome Tang. We know Bill Coach coaches well. Bill Self coaches well, right? Like, we already know that. We know he's going to handle that game well. And he did. When K-State made their run... He calls, what, two timeouts or three and just totally changes things up, got his guys under control, KU climbs back, and then K-State did some of the same things. I mean, I cannot overstate how impressive Jerome Tang has been in this first season. It is remarkable how great a fit he seems to be there. Um, and he's doing, every, you know, the, the roster and the players – the kinds of players he brought in, the level of experience he brought in, but mixing that with some new guys. Like, it's just been such an impressive job. And I I am so happy for the state of Kansas, for all of us, that this is happening because I love that. I hate when that game doesn't mean very much because, you know, one team, usually K-State, is having a down year. KU doesn't really have down years. So, like, if we can get rid of that and this be, you know, Duke, Carolina, whatever you want to call it, every single year, every single time they play, man, that's good for both programs, and it's awesome because that was a great atmosphere. It's now going to turn around to be an equally great atmosphere the next time they play at Allen Fieldhouse, which I think comes, when is that game, later this month? A couple weeks, like two weeks from now. Yeah, January 31st, I think, but it'll be 
it'll be awesome then. It was awesome there. And it has massive implications, Tommy, the Big 12 standings. Yeah. Now they both sit there, you know, right at the top. K-State, regardless of what happens this weekend, will probably climb in the rankings, I would suspect. Uh, you know, they get Tech this weekend, and they're going to have an opportunity here now to just sort of run it. You've got Iowa State still up there. They get another big win last night. Um, they're, you know, continuing to – I mean, they're mirroring a lot of what K-State has done, quite frankly. Well, they looked really impressive against Texas. Caleb Grill had a great game, and, and yeah, they looked really good. And that was a tight game, and we know Texas is talented. And, you know, I think those four, along with TCU right now, are the upper echelon, and that's exactly how they sit in the standings. But I think as we see it play out, it's those five right now that you would give a chance to win the league. And the other five, uh, while, you know, good teams. And what I don't think we saw coming is West Virginia and Tech remaining winless, which is just crazy to me. Uh, because they're both tournament caliber teams, but that's the way it sits. And and really, it is sort of it is sort of separating more than we thought it would. With those five, Baylor and Oklahoma are somewhere right in the middle, and Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Tech are falling down. But all that tells me when I see that is if that trend continues, each game is going to be so dadgum critical between those top five, and it may be six if Baylor climbs back into it. But like. Kansas has to welcome in TCU now. So they get to follow that with TCU coming into Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. And TCU's got a chance, they think, to win right. the league. And, and I think they do have a chance. Well, shout out to uh, Adam Taylor, who listens to the show every day down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And he he tweeted at us last night. I don't know if you saw this, that, you know, mentioned that, that yesterday on the show, I kind of hedged my bet um, as a KU fan. And I, I kind of had that, uh, you know, I, I think KU will win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas State would. And, you know, didn't really take a definitive side and that's just how bullish I am on Jerome Tang and the Wildcats. I mean, I'm exactly with you. I you know and this was even before the game last night. Like I genuinely thought it was a coin flip. I genuinely believed that Jerome Tang as a coach and the players that he puts on the court in Keontae Johnson, you know Marquise Noel didn't have a great game, uh but Desi Sills played incredible. I know ESPN named Johnson the the player of the game, but I think Desi Sills was the player of the game. 7 of 11 from the field, 24 points. Um, he was a spark plug, plug off the bench and had great energy and a great motor. But I genuinely felt like Kansas State had just as good of an opportunity to win the game as KU did. And uh, and it was, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it to be as evenly matched from a talent perspective. I just kind of thought Kansas State had the momentum at home coming off a loss in kind of a must win. And we've seen that before in college basketball, right? Where you've got a team that may not be as good talent wise. They've got all of the momentum and everything playing into their favor to win a game. That's kind of what I thought might happen, but really I was, I was wrong in that, in that regard, because Kansas state in my mind is just as talented as KU is. And I was, uh, I, I noticed that for sure for the first time last night. Yeah, it it, it is. You know, we saw thin. Both teams are going to play thin benched. I mean, it's just going to happen. Yeah, and 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 that's okay. I, that never bothers me too much if you've got an experienced team that can handle the minutes, and an experienced team that, generally speaking, and I know there were a lot of fouls last night, can stay out of foul trouble, which both of these teams, generally speaking, can. Um, you know, I I. I, I don't think any more or less, I don't think of either team because I already thought so highly of both of them. And, you know, there was a chance that 
K-State falls a little bit flat there, but they didn't. We didn't. Nobody thought that would happen, but, you know, that possibility is going to remain. But I think this probably goes ahead and, and slams the door shut on any doubt that they're going to compete for the Big 12 title. Um, they've done exactly what they need to do, and their loss came in a tough place to play. So these are the contending teams. That game is massive to the implications, and it keeps the door wide open for K-State now because a loss there probably hurts their chances pretty significantly. But I don't know. Like, how many how many losses is the winner going to have? Three, probably, uh, of the I think group. more than that. I wouldn't be surprised to see four, maybe five. In some uh, in sort fact, of tie. It was a week ago, uh, I think it was Ken Palm, that released their projections. And that's just one projection, right? But they had projected, I think, KU to win the league. Uh, and they had five losses. It was 13 and five. And then from there, 12 and six, and you know, so on and so forth. Um, so I, I think that we're going to see a team that, I don't know, five will be the number. I, I, I feel more comfortable saying four losses will probably win the league. I think four. I think if it gets to five, you're going to have a tie. Um, but it, it's, I mean, I just, we say it over and over and over again, but it's just, again, a reminder last night, really in both the big games in the conference between Iowa State and Texas and KU and K-State that we're just, this is going to come down to the wire. And it just amplifies each individual game. Like, in there have been other years where you're like, ah, KU lost a game on the road. Big deal. They'll still be fine. This doesn't feel that way this year. And that's not because of anything KU's doing. It's because of what the rest of the league's doing in the top end. Like, no, it feels like that is critical to their chances to win a Big 12. And, you know, K-State is the team that snapped the streak, uh, you know, with a good team. And, and could they do it again? Imagine a world, Tommy, where we sit here and in the best college basketball league in the country, if consistently KU and K-State are at the top of it and and what that means and like how great that is for this state, uh, for both schools and the national attention that it'll bring. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get more Sunflower Showdown. Brian Haney joins us later in the hour, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll have a giveaway coming up for you as well. Sports Daily just getting warmed up on a Sunflower Showdown Reaction Wednesday. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Just taking our way and making our way through the Sunflower Showdown last night. Lived up to everything we wanted to see. Uh, just awesome stuff. Overtime, one-point game, back and forth, all the different strategy. The stars came out. 38 points from Jalen Wilson, uh, who just continued to make big shot after big shot after big shot. It was not a big Grady Dick game. Uh, he ended up with 16 points, just one of eight from three, fouled out. So really, and K.J. Adams, who was having a fantastic game, but fouled out, it all went to Jalen Wilson, and he shouldered it, right? 
um, on this team for KU who lost by a point, if you can't, you know, Dick is option two. Adams is always an option. And I think Kevin McCuller on some nights is an option. All of those guys are gone. At some point, it all comes to Jalen Wilson, and he handled that really well. Keontae Johnson, the star on the other side, 24 points, did everything you want to see out of him. It was not a Marquise Noel game at all, just four points. KU did a good job taking him away. Uh, Desi Sills, you mentioned Tommy, was great. I thought one interesting piece here, and it started early and it continued through most of the game, is K-State had Noel on Grady Dick for a lot of that game, and I thought, man, this is a big opportunity for Dick to to really take advantage on the outside, right, and shoot over the top of him. He just – it wasn't his night. So it, it was a really interesting strategic game. The Stars came out. Wilson was great. Keontae was great. And then some secondary guys stepped up. But it is. It's everything we wanted to see in this game. Yeah, Kansas got punched in the mouth to start the game, uh, without a doubt. I mean, the crowd was jacked. K-State was jacked. They were ready to play. Um, and, you know, it was, they came out and completely overwhelmed the Jayhawks for the first probably – 10 minutes, 12 minutes of the game. Uh, and that was a really critical stretch for Kansas when they were able to kind of start chipping away at that lead. I think it got up to 14 at one point and ended at uh, a five-point lead for Kansas State at the half. But yeah, the you know Kansas State came out with a motor that was incredible. And the thing about it, and I was trying to figure out exactly how to relate this in my mind. And as I'm watching the game, it was there was no doubt in my mind that Kansas State was the more physical team. And just even the way that you look at the way these guys are built. I mean, Keontae Johnson is built like a linebacker. Uh, like, they, they are, they're built. And Kansas, they're fast, but they play more with finesse. And it really was apparent to me, I think it was in the overtime, uh, after K.J. Adams fouled out and Zach Clements was in the game. And you kind of you look at him compared to Keontae Johnson, and it's like night and day the way that their body types are. And KU plays fast. They play with finesse. They're more of like a sports car, right? And Kansas State is more of like a tank. Like, they got up and ran too, but they were so physical and so aggressive. And there were some times that Keontae Johnson especially got the ball at the top of the key and drove in. And I thought, man, he's going to kill somebody. Like, he's he's so big and so strong so and so fast. Uh, and th that's just the way that that Kansas State team operates in general. Like, it was surprising to me just the the difference between the body types of Kansas State and KU. KU is going to rely on shooting the ball really well, yep. and they didn't. Uh, they shot like 20% from three. Uh, they're not necessarily outside of Jalen Wilson. They're not really built for driving in and being aggressive at the rim. Uh, they've got to have those shots drop for them uh, to, to do really well. And in, in other games, they've been able to get those shots to drop, but they couldn't last night. Well, and yeah, beef. K-State, like, they're yeah. they're beefy, right? They're yeah. big. I, I noticed that with Keontae Johnson, too. Like, God, that guy is, he is built in a really interesting way that you don't see basketball players built. And and they are a little bit different. And it is a fun it is a fun clash. I, I loved always it. thought He's... that I always thought that KJ Adams was pretty beefy and 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 he is. Right. But then you put him up next to Keontae Johnson, and man, uh, Johnson, he's a big old boy. KJ Adams is going to be a player that spends four years at Kansas and becomes just an incredible asset to the program 
I mean, he already is, but you can just see the because he's got the weird NBA size, right? He's he's a little undersized to be a big, but he's a little oversized and plays a different way than a guard. But like, just an uh, he'll be an unbelievable college basketball player, uh, and and that's going to be really fun to watch for him. Uh, and KU does. I don't know how Bill Self does that. I don't know how he finds those guys. Dwan Harris is going to be the that guy. Like to find the guys that are going to stick around a long time. He does it well. I mean, today feels like a celebration of both teams. One team did have to win, though, and K-State got it. And Wildcat fans are feeling it today. We'll get to sort of the reaction of the fans by Jerome Tang coming up in our second hour. Uh, because it's it's been interesting. Let's real quick give away some hockey tickets, Tommy, to Saturday's game. Yeah? Yeah, you want to do that right now? Let's do it. Okay, so we've got a Wichita Thunder game on Saturday. It's Isle of Wichita night taking on the Kansas City Mavericks in Trust Bank Arena 705. I've got a four-pack of tickets to give away for the game on Saturday. All right, a four-pack of tickets from Tommy to Saturday's game. We'll throw in a couple of iced teas from HTO. Jad will take that from our first caller right now, 869-1240. We'll get that out of the way and then connect with Brian Haney in our next segment, Voice of the Jayhawks. Here we go on Sports Daily. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. Still tracking down Brian Haney here, voice of the Jayhawks. We'll get him on uh, once we connect there. Congratulations to Andrew in Wichita for the hockey tickets and Ice tea and uh, Wichita Thunder and HTO, West and East. Happy to do that for everybody. We'll continue to do that here uh, really for a while because we can and it's fun and we appreciate everybody tuning in. Hey, by the way, real quick, uh, so speaking of the Wichita Thunder, uh, this week, or at least the first couple days of the week, uh, the All-Star break for the ECHL, the ECHL All-Star game was in Virginia on Monday. Uh, Braden Watts from the Wichita Thunder was the representative uh, from the Thunder in the All-Star game, so that was pretty cool. That game was on the NHL Network uh, on Monday night, and uh, so yeah, we're kind of like in that midway point uh, of the hockey season. How, how are things standing now at the midway point of the hockey season? Yeah, really good. Uh, so the Thunder in second place in the division uh, behind Idaho. Uh, the Idaho Steelheads are um, not only in first place in the division, but first place in the conference and actually first place in the league. They're a really, really good team. Uh, but the Thunder in second place right behind them. Uh, Idaho actually came into town a couple of weeks ago and uh, the Thunder, they were able to get a victory um, against the Steelheads, which, you know, Idaho had not really uh, shown that they're you know they're going to lose very often at all, uh, but the Thunder able to get a victory when the Steelheads were in town a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it's a big homestand this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, and then uh, the Thunder go on the road for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, it's good so far. The Thunder winning, I think the record is uh, twenty one thirteen and three, uh, and so yeah, they're they're in second place and looking good. Uh, it's fantastic. Get out to the games. They'll be fun. Go on us this weekend. We'll give away some more tickets, uh, as well. And just go because live hockey is amazing. It is no matter where you're at. Live hockey is awesome. Um, so Jerome Tang before last night's game, uh, took the path that so many have tried to navigate before and to stop the vulgar chance of K-State fans and students. Mostly, uh, didn't work. There were plenty of those. Uh, there were some great signs in the crowd. We'll leave it at that. A lot of college kids having fun at that game. After the game, Tang brought it up again. And, you know, says he really hopes that, you know, you don't have to degrade one team to celebrate your own. And and the the interesting part of this is he, he really does believe it. I think everybody knows he really does believe it. It's a part of his character. And it's a part of his character that I think everybody appreciates. Again, seems to be a perfect fit in Manhattan. And, you know, I think it's a fine t- discussion to have from his standpoint, as long as it doesn't get to the point of, like, unrealistic expectations. If you wanted to continue the discussion to sort of rebrand things, that that can be done, I think, and and be a comfortable conversation. But if it ever gets to the point of, like, animosity – that, that gets a little bit weird. Again, you're not going to keep these kids from having fun at the basketball game. You're definitely not going to keep them from doing it if you keep talking about it. That's just going to make them do it more. 
but it's not going away. It's a tradition. Traditions are hard to break. And whether you think it's a, you know, a, a tradition that's worth keeping, that's fine. But let's be realistic with it, right? And and sometimes I think the minority gets amplified. We see it all over life, and that's probably the case here. I would highly suspect that it is a much smaller percentage of the overall crowd that goes down this road. Again, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's I think it's fun and I want college kids to have fun and and you know be respectful is probably not the right word because I think a lot of people would think that's not respectful, but it's it's a college uh heated basketball gym where you're trying to take down your rival. I do think it bothers KU fans and I think K-State fans know that it bothers KU fans and that's why they continue to do it. Being lectured is never going to be the right path, but we'll talk about that more in the second hour because I do think it's interesting now with the with the perspective of Jerome Tang. But we are happy to welcome in now the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks for a little reaction. Brian Haney joining us on Sports Daily. Brian. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. One heck of a round one felt like all body blows in that game as both teams are probably feeling it this morning. And we got K-State winning that one 83-82. I know you guys are chomping at the bit to return the favorite Allen Fieldhouse, but that was that was pretty electric last night uh, watching from the outside. Yeah, no doubt. Really good atmosphere, two great teams. Was proud of our guys' resilience. You know, you foul out 60% of your starting lineup, and you still have a chance to win it both at the end of regulation and on the last possession of overtime. Certainly disappointed that they had the turnovers that they did in those moments. Very un Dewan Harris like to think that we didn't get off a shot uh, with, with the two turnovers in both of those instances. But uh, to see what Jalen Wilson did, putting the team on his back, to see what KJ Adams was doing before the foul trouble set in. Uh, I was so impressed. So, you know, credit K-State. They obviously made some huge plays down the stretch. But uh, you know, our guys, I thought, showed a lot of heart, toughness, and grit. And on a day when we didn't do much uh, well in terms of uh, taking care of the ball or 6-29 of 29 from three to still be in position to get a win uh, in, in a hostile environment like that against a really good team, I think should let Jayhawk fans feel comfortable and confident that, hey, this team's going to be all right. I mean, that, that was, uh, you know, tremendous effort to be so close on a night when you didn't have much going for you and uh, certainly tough whistles all around, but to foul out 60% of the starters and still have a chance and probably should have had more of a chance, quite frankly, considering K-State was possessing the ball, laying out of bounds with just under two seconds to go and they didn't see it. So um, definitely disappointed, but uh, like I said, give them a ton of credit. And obviously very impressed with Jerome Tang and what he's quick, quickly building very, very impressively there at K-State. Brian, what more can you say about Jalen Wilson? Played the entire game, didn't come out, uh, career high in points, um, took a lot of shots, but that's kind of what the Jayhawks needed. Uh, talk a little bit just about his effort uh, in putting the team on his back when they needed him the most. Well, I think what's so impressive to me was he opened the game 0 for 5, and we're thinking, uh-oh, you know, is, is he going to be in a funk all night tonight? But he had the confidence – to keep taking those shots, keep forcing the issue, hit a couple of big first half threes that got the lid off for him a little bit. And then in a game where so much of it was what Bill Self likes to call take them ball, 
on both ends of the floor where, you know, you get the ball to your best player and, and he sees a gap to drive and he goes after it, tries to take him off the bounce, uh, then, you know, that was catering perfectly to Jalen's game. He did a great job in forcing the officials to make so many of those foul calls. And then once he got to the stripe, he goes 11 of 12. And, and a lot of those were with really tired legs playing all 45 minutes. A couple of them barely crawled in, but he got them in. And, you know, again, you go back to the ifs and buts of the game. K.J. Adams was so brilliant for us, but he was 5 of 10 for the free throw line. He hits even one more of those in regulation. We're probably talking about a different outcome, but Jalen found a way to hit his when he was just so tired and exhausted. And uh, as you said, you know, really, you know, threw a, a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders throughout the night. He did put up 25 shots to get those 38 points, but I, I think they were all shots you'd want him taking because clearly he was the guy that had it going the most on a night when K-State made it tough on us early. He was the guy that showed poise, and you know, you're down 14 in a tough environment. He kept huddling up the troops, telling them, "Hey, we've been here before. We, we rallied back from down 16 at the half here last year. We've been in hostile environments before. We just went to Mizzou uh, a month ago and, and performed so well." And he was that calming presence in the huddle. So, give him a ton of credit. I hate it that his new career high comes in a loss, but the fact that his best day in scoring started with maybe his worst start to a game 0 for 5 in recent memory shows a lot about his self-confidence and intestinal fortitude to rise up above that and still have a whale of a ball game. Yeah, it was it was impressive to see that. I, I want to ask you strategically on the other side. I was talking to Brian Haney here, voice of the Jayhawks, just hours really after round one of the Sunflower Showdown. Early on, and they did this a lot throughout the game, Marquise Noel was on Grady Dick. I thought that was interesting and a real opportunity for KU. It worked, though, for Jerome Tang. What did you see there? Did you expect KU to exploit that a little bit? And I know Dick didn't shoot the ball well from three last night, but I thought that was a really curious decision to give up that size there defensively. Yeah, we talked about it on a couple of instances early in the broadcast. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and watch the game. Uh, slow down and, and possession by possession to see how many looks he turned down. You know, it, a lot of times people just assume because you have a 12 inch height advantage, it's going to come easy. But when you've got a guy who's really quick and, and he's all up in your bubble, you know, on the catch that that can make you turn down shots, even with Grady's elite high release point and quick trigger. So I'd have to go back and see how much that frustrated him and, and where the shot selection came from. I remember a couple of shots where I really thought Grady, kind of forced the issue a little bit. I know the final line wasn't good, one of eight and, and four of 13, but uh, I'm, I'm sure their strategy had a lot to do with that. But some of that also is just the, the growing pains that come with being a true freshman in a really tough league where you're a marked man. He just came off 21 points on five of nine threes the game before. And so, uh, yes, creative strategy by Jerome Tang for sure, but that's an elite-level player who's got as much – electric about his game to quote bill self in terms of the quickness and explosiveness that that could more than make up for a one foot height disadvantage and so i'm sure that has something to do with it but uh bottom line is kansas found other ways to score kansas had a chance to win this game if you would have told me or bill self that, that you've got the ball tied on the last possession in regulation despite all the foul trouble against a top 13 ranked team you got a chance to win it they take that in a heartbeat if you would have told them you've got the ball down one with 12 seconds to go, you'd probably take your chances there too. Because again, we've talked about this, Bill Self's 
83% in one possession games at home, now 55% in one possession games on the road. You take your chances. And usually coming out of a timeout, he's able to draw up plays to get the ball where he wanted to go. And in this instance, though, you know, Bobby Pettiford's the pitch man, and he's not been in that spot a ton, but Kansas was forced to use three seldom-used players when it comes to crunch time moments in, in that late-game scenario, and it, it just didn't quite go where they wanted it to go. And the DeWan Harris you know, two turnovers are just such an anomaly compared to what we've seen out of him over three seasons as a key guy for Kansas. So you hope you can chalk those up to you know one-off for him, and he's right back at it. I know Bill Self fell on the sword and took all the responsibility afterwards, which is, is so noble of him to do. You expect nothing less from the Hall of Famer, but but those are a couple of plays where Juan would tell you, I mean that's that's a pass he can't make with Zuby that high and and seeing the defender get his hand in the passing lane and then obviously you know just trying to make something happen there in overtime and and, and lost control. But like I say, Kansas probably should have gotten the ball back uh, with a little bit of time left on the clock and they didn't. But bottom line is we had our chances and we didn't come through. They'll learn from it. They'll be better for it. And, and hopefully get a chance to, to get some payback in a couple of weeks. Brian, I thought it was notable that the game-winning play for the Wildcats in overtime was an out-of-timeout lob to Keontae Johnson when we know that that's kind of a Bill Self special, right? Out-of-timeouts, setting up a lob. Uh, but the Wildcats did it, and it won the game for them. Uh, and, and speaking of Keontae Johnson, we were talking about it earlier in the, in the hour in the show, uh, just about how big that guy is, how beefy he is. Uh, and just when he when he matches up against, you know, several of the Kansas players, like there's that big size disparity. He looks like a linebacker. I noticed it, uh, I think, the most when he was matched up against Zach Clements in overtime. Uh, but talk a little bit about watching him in person and what he was able to do for the Wildcats. Well, he's a special player and a tremendous story. You know, that was a play where the time about the alley-oop in overtime where Jalen Wilson got beat. And uh, Jalen had done a really good job for the bulk of the night in, in trying to play without fouling. And then there was a ticky-tack foul uh, when we'd taken a two-point lead with about 110 to go uh, on Jalen that, that led to them getting a free throw and a little bit of momentum. And then there's that breakdown right there. And those, those two plays in the last 70 seconds were huge. But you're talking about a, a defender that had played 45 minutes, you know, trying to body up on a, on a guy that good. And, you know, if we had KJ in the game, he would have been able to to help, you know, in, in, in sliding on the back line there with some additional protection perhaps. But you've, you've again got guys on the floor that aren't typically out there in that moment, and Jalen had some tired legs. That's not to try to make excuses, but we're trying to see how the play broke down. And Bill Self, I think – without throwing anybody under the bus talked about how they typically defend that and, and how they should have seen it coming. So it wasn't for lack of, of going over it or player awareness. I think that's just a deal where it's, it's fatigue factoring in and, and give Keontae all the credit in the world and Jerome tank for making a great play call. He still had enough life left in his legs to, to get that ball barely up over the rim. He's a great player though. And, and um, obviously he's, made an immediate impact in our league as a top three scorer in the league. And hopefully he'll get his one shining moment, you know, throughout this season and postseason to really leave his, his imprint on the K-State program. You know, it sounds like he could come back for an additional year, but nobody really expects him to because they expect him to try to move on to try to make some money after this year. But uh, certainly you got to be impressed with a guy who was away from basketball for almost two years and, and comes back and, and has this type of, 
impact on a program that's very quickly thrusting itself into the nation's spotlight. So I give Coach Tang a ton of credit. And, and you know, you look at the way he built that roster up with only a handful of, of carryover players, one really good one in Noel, but most everybody else is brand new. And uh, Tomlin, to me, looks like a future pro. I know our coaching staff was comparing him to the Raptors all-star forward Siakam in terms of his length and what he can do so skilled with that size. Uh, and he, in the first half of the game, I, I thought at times, you know, looks like one of the most dynamic players on the floor. Kansas did a pretty good job on him the rest of the way. And so while we're talking about defensive breakdowns or keyed on who defensively, hey, Kate did a pretty dang good job on Noel. I mean, you know, he, he has one bucket until a, a breakaway layup after a live ball turnover late, late, late in the game. is still held well below his average. Did a pretty good job of taking Tomlin away for the bulk of the second half. So I think there were a lot of good things in there as well. But Keontae gets the last laugh, and he deserves it. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to pay him back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that was interesting on Noel. I thought they did a good job there. I, I wonder, Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, joining us, about the bench now for KU. I, I think that that was a unicorn-type game as far as the fouls. I think that got away from the officials when both teams got so aggressive late. But it did present a challenge for KU when three starters go down. You know, they seem to have depth with Yesifu and Pettiford in the backcourt. But in the front court, we still don't really know. K.J. Adams has been so good, but there's just not a lot coming in behind him. And if that presents itself again in any other game, what can KU do, do you think, to, to provide a little bit more depth down low? Well, it's a tough spot to be in, Jacob, because this league does not afford you any nights where you get an extended lead and you can just empty the bench and give real game action to guys like Ernest Uday or MJ Rice. You've got two McDonald's All-Americans that haven't sniffed the floor in a couple of weeks. The only action that we've seen Ernest get in league play was one second of defense on an inbounds play at the end of the game versus Oklahoma state, literally one second in league play. And MJ barely has a little bit more because, you know, he's, he's dealt with three different absences in November, December due to COVID a back injury. Uh, he had, he had kidney stones issue. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff you couldn't predict. And as we've talked about on previous episodes, you know, you got to enter that Bill Self circle of trust, right? But in order to do that, it's not just what you do in practice, it's what you do in games. And tell me, other than West Virginia, where we had, you know, a sizable lead, but then our starters weren't closing out that game. The last six and a half minutes, we struggled to get a field goal in Morgantown. So Self kept his starters in, and MJ wasn't available that day due to a back flare up that happened. But tell me when else. Self has had a comfortable enough lead, you know, to, to throw some some rookies in there that haven't, you know, scratched otherwise in league play. It's 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 a tough spot. It's it's an embarrassment of riches. You got two five star guys that you haven't had a chance to play, but it's a brutally tough league where there's not what there used to be when you know back in the old day of Big Twelve North, Big Twelve South, and you count on about six wins a year from Colorado, Nebraska. And, you know, back when, when K-State struggled more, you know, you, you had built-in 
significant portions of your schedule, like 33% of your league, where you knew those were going to be blowout games and you could get younger guys some run. There is none of that in today's Big 12 conference. And so I feel for Coach Self, and I feel for those two young men because I know that they, they want to be out there. But it's, it's just not a good situation right now. And I don't think Coach Self thought that baptism by fire in that environment with the game on the line was the right place to throw in Ernest or, or ask too much of MJ. So, you know, it would be my hope that at, at some point in the next couple of weeks, there could be more opportunities for those guys um, to where they, they get some kind of experience, some kind of tangible game action to point to and draw from so that future opportunities can come their way. Because last night you would have loved to have had a more confident and experienced MJ or Ernest to throw in there. But uh, Bill Self just hasn't been afforded the chance to get those guys in just yet. All right, Brian, uh, rest up because no rest for the weary. Saturday against TCU is going to be good. And we know you guys will have a great broadcast on the call again. Thanks so much, fellas. Always a pleasure to be with you. And certainly enjoy getting the good night's sleep in my Mattress Hub mattress. It's a purple mattress, believe it or not. Hate saying that after the loss last night. But it's the brand with the best night's sleep. The coolest uh, mattress I've ever had. It helps my back as a former athlete, and it's, it's something that uh, has revolutionized the way I sleep. So get a new mattress as I did at the Mattress Hub. You can find them online at the mattresshub.com website. Wichita owned and operated the whole company, which is all across the Midwest, started right there in Wichita. So support them today. Guys, thanks so much, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. And uh, a revenge game, perhaps, a redemption game, perhaps, in a couple of weeks in the border showdown, KU and K-State. Can't wait for that. All right, there goes Brian Haney. Always appreciate those visits. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul will join us as we roll on the midweek edition of Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 